0: Hi, and welcome to The Same 24 Hours Podcast. I'm Meredith Atwood, author of the book, The Year of No Nonsense. I'm a former attorney turned writer, speaker, and Ironman triathlete. Although right now, all I really like to do is lift weights. We all have the same 24 hours, but it's what we do in those hours that leads to our greatest health, happiness, and success. It's my goal to crack the code on a life of less nonsense so we can all make the most of our 24 hours. So let's get started. Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the same 24 hours podcast. I'm your host, Meredith Atwood. Today's guest, he's back. Gary John Bishop is here. Hi, Gary.
1: Hi, Meredith. How are you?
0: I'm great. How are, I am actually in the process of birthing a second book baby, and I know you oh, are oh. having yours coming out. So
1: That's right. right. <laughs> We're both expectant parents here. Yeah.
0: Mine's not until December, so yours will, well, actually this podcast will air on pub day is the plan. So
1: Brilliant. That's awesome. So your
0: new book, Stop Doing That Shit.
1: Right, right. <laughs> wouldn't be like me I mean you know I can't I can't have one called like love yourself or something you know I can't it's got, <laughs> it's got to go the other direction
0: I'm so glad <laughs> though I you know every time I hear love yourself or self-care I just kind of cringe and I, I don't want yeah. to cringe because I mean you do want to love yourself and you do want to yeah. care for yourself but I, that was never the starting point for me
1: right I, I think <clears throat> you got to be you got to really watch what you're saying, right? Because. I've 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 come across many, many people in my time who are on some trip for self love. And really it's just an opportunity to indulge himself and hide out from all their problems, you know, like they just don't not, Oh I'm, I'm self love right now. I mean they're repossessing my house, but you know. So I am. Um, That's an I'm,
0: interesting thought, indulge themselves.
1: Right. Yeah. Right. Right. It's it's like a hideout. So, you know, I'm you know, I'm not like anybody. I'm 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 the same as everybody else. You know, I like a bit of self care and self love, but I don't really want to hang out there too much. I'm too busy and I've I've got a busy life and you know, I like to keep I like to keep what my life's about being the focus and if my life's about me, it's not very interesting.
0: Mm. Yeah, that's a good point. Hmm. So you need to love other people too.
1: <laughs> well well I think look, here's here's something I've definitely noticed. Whenever life isn't going well, you'll notice you're in some kind of internal dialogue with yourself about yourself. So when life isn't going well, you'll t- um, a hundred percent of the time it's about you. So it's never like life's going terribly because of that person. It's life's going terribly because of that person and how I feel about that. Yes. Right. So it's invariably no matter how which way you twist it, if you sit with it for a moment, you'll see when life isn't going well, it's about you.
0: And that's really hard for some right. people to take.
1: Right. I mean look, life doesn't always go your way. In fact, anytime you're up to anything in life, I don't care what it is, you're gonna start a business, you're gonna get in a relationship, you're gonna have kids, you're going whatever your thing is. And most people don't want to do what I'm about to say But you have to include all the ways that this could go wrong for you You have to give it some thought so that if that should happen You're not sitting there like surprised or victimized by or like no, I mean this is what I bought into, right? I mean people don't want to do this like they don't believe like the moment you say to somebody, okay, let's get married I do right? whatever it is you're, you're buying into the possibility of a painful divorce mm, yeah right you're <laughs> that's part of the equi- it's part of the equation now nobody's getting married but like well when this turns out to be an absolute disaster I'm not saying that what I'm saying is that that very well could be where this goes and that by you buying into love and happily ever after you're also buying into not that right you got to get you got to get the whole spectrum you don't get to cherry pick it right and you know i think that's another thing that we do in, in life we tend to try and pick things that we think will have less problems i mean that's just an error of the highest degree right because no matter what you do it'll come at you with its own set of problems and issues and ways that it could go wrong anytime you take something in life on you're taking on the whole of it not just the bit you like
0: Yeah, gosh, that's such a good point. I was trying to explain this to my 11 year old, not exactly this about divorce. But yesterday, he just had a bad day, right? And it was about math. And math is just the worst thing and life is over. And I tried to tell him, look, life is great. But life is not always great, and no right. one promised you it was going to be awesome all the time. And he looked yeah. at me like I just wounded him.
1: Right. <laughs> and right.
0: I, I mean, it was kind of that might be a little much for an eleven-year-old, but I mean, I, I don't I, think it is. I, I wish someone would have told me that younger. Yeah. You know, you're not entitled to happiness all the time.
1: Right. Like, my, you know, my oh, I've got three sons, and I. Just adore my children, you know. I, I not any more than anybody else who adores their children. I'm not like some kind of super dad, but I adore my children. Um, I adore my wife, and I adore my children. And I quite like guitars, right? So, <laughs> kind of goes in that order. But anyway, um, you know, I mean, my all my all three of my sons. My youngest is four. My oldest is fourteen. All three of my sons play soccer, and in soccer you get hurt, like the ball hits you in the face. And so I often go to games and, my, you know, my kid will hit the ground and they've been hurt. And you'll hear my voice say the same thing every time. Get up. <laughs> yep. Right. I don't say, oh, my gosh, what's happened to you? Oh, it looks like a sore one. We'll sort that out on the drive home. Right. Like, There's a game going on. Get on your feet. <laughs> <laughs> Get up <laughs>
0: right. or be trampled, man.
1: <laughs> right, right. and I, and I, And I'm not being, I'm really not like like a harsh dad or something, or somebody who's like um, like um some kind of meathead or something. I'm not like that. But I do want them to get, like, wh- whatever you're engaging in in life, it's not, it's not always going to be cherry pies and bubble gum. You know, it, there's going to be times when, even though you might love that thing, right? Like, you might, I mean, I, once upon a time, you know, I had a, had a client who, um he owned a business, and he came to me with, like, oh, I can't deal with all these people and they're so annoying and nobody's listening and they won't take the training and they're just underdeveloped and da-da-da-da-da and on and on and on. And I said, dude, that's your job.
0: (laughs) Right, (laughs) right.
1: Right, but in his mind, his job was like just put the team together and turn his back and go drink coffee at Starbucks or something, you know? Yeah. I'm like, that's why you're there. You're actually there to provide that. And it was like an awakening for this guy to be fair to him. You know, he was like, Oh my gosh, it actually is why I'm I'm actually there to solve all those problems, aren't I? I'm like, Yeah And I said and you're there to solve them next week too. <laughs> and forever until forever. you change right. your job. Right. It's so funny. I had hire
0: somebody. I had someone you know, I was always a hard working kid, but then I never really had like a lot of jobs. I just didn't right. grow up school of hard knocks. And so when I went to college I had a job in a smoothie store. And right. this other girl and I would all we wanted to do was smoke cigarettes and not work. Right. And um, I was more just wanting to hang out with her and wanting to be cool. And so <laughs> this guy came in to get a smoothie. And we both must have rolled our eyes. And he said, wow, I'm really sorry that you have to make smoothies at Planet Smoothie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I was yeah. so embarrassed because that was not who I was. Right. And I will never forget that and I've taken that with me in every job I've had right. since. Like, no, I am in Planet Smoothie, I'm making smoothies, you know. Right. But it's right. funny. We think like, Oh my god, right. why do I have to serve you at this restaurant or what this is your job?
1: Right. Well, I'll give you it can I actually go even deeper, yeah. right? Um, so I, I did I had a speaking event a couple of months ago um, for my publisher, actually to all their people who are coming in from all over the world. And uh, down in Miami, and I went down to talk to, like, a couple of hundred people in this big, nice rest, a nice hotel, and, you know, I had to wear a jacket, which was just, like, the worst day of my life. But anyway, so I went down there, and uh, I talked to them about what it is to have purpose, right? And and I- I'm kind of, I'm a little, like, I mean, I'm Scottish. I'm, like, constantly annoyed. But anyway, I was, I was kind of annoyed at this whole notion of finding your purpose, right? Because... I mean, who am I, freaking Sherlock Holmes? What are we doing, right? Like, what do you mean find it, right? You know, are we on the hunt? Are we prowling? Are we hiding out in the bushes? What are we doing? Um, and I really started to, it. what got me about it was, again, I mean, I often do this, often look at something that somebody might say, and and I'll look at the whole impact of what they say, not just the good bets. Like, find your purpose, right? Which intimates immediately that you don't have one. Right. Right. Now, I know how human beings work. I've been working with human beings at the level of their humanity for many, many years, at the level of their humanity, not the level of their psychology, not at the level, at the level of their humanity, which is a whole other conversation. But I know what human beings do when they don't have, and when human beings don't have, and they find out that this other thing is the thing they're supposed to have, something called desperation kicks in. They get desperate they get frantic, they get anxious, they get worried, it grows, it becomes a bedfellow in your thoughts. And um, and it, so the whole idea like, of finding your purpose just kind of grinds my gears because there's no purpose to find. Um, there's only purpose to create. And so when you talk there about um, working in a smoothie stock shop, when, when, when you work in the smoothie shop for as long as you work there, that is your life's purpose. Right. Until you leave. And then it's something else. And that you should give yourself fully to that smoothie shop. Why? Because that is what you're doing with your life. Or you could, you know, ponder the future and be miserable in the present. And so, you know, I choose to live a life of purpose regardless of what I'm doing. And when I gave this speech at this big fancy hotel, the thing that was really inspiring to me after it was, I had to go and sit down at this dinner table and use knives and forks, which again, you know, come on. Anyway, so. Knives and forks, what the hell Right, come on, come on. I can't of giving all that up now. Uh, (laughs) Know that I'm all avant-garde and famous. I don't have to use them all. Anyway, so. Pizza only. (laughs) Right, right. Pizza for everybody. So anyway, I'm sitting there and this lady comes up to me and she was working the tables. And she said, do you mind if I talk to you? I said, no, go ahead. What's what's going on? She goes, I was so inspired by what you said. Like, that really inspired me. Like, thank you so much. Now, I mean, that was music to my ears, right? Because the woman that works the tables, that's my people right there, right? I mean, that's these are my folks, right? Yeah. I mean, I coach CEOs and musicians you know all kinds of people but these are my people this is like this is this is me i'm talking to here like this is my family my friends my this is this is my group right and um and i and and what she really got was that this is what she's doing right now and she should give herself to all of it right not not hold some back for some future day And that she should be fully self-expressed In what she's doing right now So that is to say Rather than finding purpose She has to live with purpose Or live on purpose Mm. Live a purposeful life And that's not Given by What you do That is given by Who you are About what you do That is living with purpose,
0: right? Living with your own integrity, right? Showing right. up, yeah,
1: yeah. I yeah, just being a, being a. I don't care what you do. You could be opening doors at the Hilton. I don't care. Like just be your greatest self right there in that moment. It'll be good practice for when you're raising orphan koala bears in your future.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, so how do you reconcile being in the now and living your current purpose? Being you know being purposeful with. Yeah. Shooting for dreams, like, <clears throat> where does that kind of all yeah. blend on?
1: Yeah, I think the pr- the problem with dreams is, and you got, and this, I would say this to anybody listening right now. You got to check in and ask yourself, this dream that I've got, what's it supposed to fix? Right, mm-hmm. and everybody's dream fixes something. The problem is, if you ever accomplish that dream, and you might, it doesn't fix it. So you have to come up. You have to come up with another one, right? So, I I I live a life of intention. There are things that I'm up to. There's things that I'm doing. There's games that I play in my life: financial games, games of my body, games of my family. And to me, they're all games, and I'm out to win them all. I right? am not a you know, I'm out to win them all. I want to win all those games, but not in a competitive way. Uh, in a way that like I'm kind of grateful for the opportunity to play them like that i get to use my life for this right now and that includes like being a dad i mean you know anybody who's a parent will tell you it's easy to get caught up in the mondacity of parenting right like oh gosh like, do you want a sandwich you want crunchy or smooth on that (laughs) right you're just a short order cook right i mean you are right and i've really badly paid one at that but anyway right and you'll never say stop so much in all your life you never knew that that was what you were signing up for right
0: (laughs) stop or don't touch that
1: you're right right or ask your mother that's another one actually but anyway you'll need to ask your mom about that because i don't make decisions anywhere actually so (laughs) i even have to ask for permission so we should go together because i'd like to go to my bed shortly but anyway i um i you know i when, when I'm with my kids, I have to remind myself to be purposeful with my children. I have to remind myself to be there, as I like to say, to be there for what's there. Yes. Rather than in some kind of internal state, wanting this to be something else. Because wanting this to be something else actually will not alter this. I still have to be with this. Which people get a little freaked out because they think if, I'm, if I be with this, it means I'm stuck with this. And it's not. It means like at any location you find yourself in life that you fully immerse yourself in that thing because that is where your life is at in that moment. That is, and, and life is a series of moments collapsed on top of one another. Mostly what we do is spend our time in this moment, worried about a future moment and then you die
0: so true so true i was talking to kate northrop on the podcast a couple of weeks ago and i told her th- this kind of just occurred to me what you said it occurred yeah. to me like last year and which is a real shame because i'm like 38 you know or, no i'm yeah. not i'm 30 i'm almost 40 it was 38 when it like occurred to me and and it's funny cuz in especially with children because you're always trying to manage whatever it is, you know, get them out the door to the bus. And I was I was telling her the other day, my son was a sloth riding a turtle, trying to mm-hmm. go, you know, get out the door. Yeah. And normally I would have been losing my shit. Like, you've got to come on, dude. But right. instead I just thought, you know what? He's 11. He's going to be 18 tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And you need to just calm down. And and I just took that in for a moment. And I looked at the back of his hair with his cowlick, And I thought... I'm just so glad this kid is mine. You know what I mean? I right. just, and that was, and I've tried to do that because as, as a parent, you're just doing damage control for right. yourself and for others. And yeah. And then so pretending right. you know what you're doing. Right. I mean, I don't have a clue, but <laughs> right. I mean, yeah. And expectations are just yeah. the killers of our souls. Like we just right. expect the kids to be a certain way. We expect life to go a certain way. Right. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I had them um, so if you're not if you don't create anything in your life that inspires you, you'll be that is like some kind of context to call you out. You'll be left with just the content of your life. So you'll be left with just the stuff that you do. And that's how most people live. Most people start with a context. So I'll give you an example. I don't want this to sound too abstract. So like um, some people might start off saying, you know, I want, to, I want to start my own business. I'm interested in having freedom and power and real wealth and, you know, the opportunity to create something magical. And then within a very short period of time, what it's really about is answering the phone, tracking your credit cards, um, filling out invoices, making dealing with product, unhappy clients. Like that's all the content, Right. Yeah. And you got lost in the content. So as a parent, you get lost in the content. What's the content? I'm dropping you off at Taekwondo for three times this week. <laughs> right? And you're terrible at it. Right? You're
0: not even
1: You're not even good. There was like a three year old girl that took you out like two days ago and you're thirteen. Like, you know, it's not it's not good. <laughs> right. <laughs> but anyway, obviously I'm kidding. But uh but uh but that's the content of being a parent. The content of being a parent is school and homework. And the content of being a parent is when they spend way too long in the bathroom and you know something's wrong in there, right? And you can start to smell what's wrong. <laughs> um, you know, there's the content of being a parent is when they're sick. Content of being a parent is when you can't go out because you got a kid, right? Or you can't watch this thing on television because they're still awake, Right. Or when you say them, go to bed, and they say, I'm not tired, and you say, I know, but I am. Go to bed. Right. Right. So there's a, that's all the content. And if you focus on that content, you'll miss the context. You'll miss the opportunity that that's it. So the most inspiring inspiring uh, person for me that does that is my wife, right? So many years ago, we only had one son at a time. Um. And I know she was just like this woman on fire. And I was on the road for 33 weeks of the year. It was insane. And she was like this super mom, you know, like soccer, taekwondo, da, da 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 It's all done, you know, eating, you know, organic food. And I'm like, what the hell's going on with this woman, right? Like, it's <laughs> insane, right? So then one day I just said, what's, how, what's it, like, you're always up about this. How come you're not like, for the uh, you know? So she takes out her phone opens it up slides it across the table to me i look at her phone and she's got the calendar open right and there's all these appointments and i'm like all right you're organized so what tons of people are organized right so who cares about being organized and uh you know she did her usual she rolled her eyes and said open one of the appointments goofball (laughs) so i i opened one of the appointments and and it was uh it was a soccer appointment she was taking her son to soccer And it said, soccer, 5 o'clock to 6 o'clock, blah, 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 field. And then underneath it in capital letters, it said, creating a man.
0: Oh, wow.
1: And I'm like, what the heck? And it hit me. I was like, I got like, like it hit me in the chest. I was moved by, you know, I was like, this is what this is for you. This isn't about soccer or, you know, anything. It's not about that stuff. That's all content. For you, this is about creating a man. Like, this is what this is all about. There's no, there's nothing else going on here. That you have to find that better change to go through the toll. Or you have to, you know, do a wash in at midnight to make sure he's got those pants that he likes for next morning for school. Like, that's all creating a man for you. Wow.
0: Wow. And so... Yeah. So that's
1: that's called living on purpose like she lives with purpose like it's there it exists for her that's what inspires her that's what has her get out of bed that's what has her cut the sandwiches in a certain way before they go to school that's what has her make sure they're there on time it's it's getting nothing to do with being on time or sandwiches or pants that's the content what's you important. She should wear pants. You should pants are always good for school. I find um, they're always a handy reminder of your c- civility. Um, so anyway, and it, and you can create context or, or purpose like that anywhere in your life. You know, like my life is just about making a difference for as many people as I can make. That's it. That's what I do. I, I go to the supermarket. I'm there for that. I mean, I'm picking up milk while I'm there, but. Like, I'm making a difference. I'm talking to people. People ask me questions. You know, I'm going to find something out about you pretty rapidly and make a difference. You know, like, I, I went to Best Buy a, a while ago, and, like, like the person behind the counter was, like, moved. They were like, oh, my gosh, it's, like, so awesome. Like, they were ready to take on the world. I was only there for two minutes. <laughs> but that's what my life's about. Right. It's not, a ten, you know, Best Buy, I can do that anytime. My life's about making a difference, whether it's with the Uber driver whether it's with a person who comes to install the cable or whatever the thing is, there's a purposeful life. It's for a purpose and it's one that I created that doesn't exist there by default. What's there by default? Nothing. And then I just got content. Then I'm just going to best Buy, or then I'm just staying in for the cable guy to get here. Right. Right. Or my life is about making a difference or creating a man or inspiring others. Or, you know, a life of joy and compassion and an adventure, right? It's all context. So it's all, it's all, and you, uh, and this is for any of your listeners, no one will create that for you.
0: Yes. Amen.
1: So right. You, you have to create that. Why? Because you're, if you don't, the alternative is this life of content. And I don't mean being content. I mean, content, I mean, just things, doing things that have no significance, no meaning to you, no ultimate fulfillment in it. I mean, you know, my wife is watching her oldest son grow, and she's been creating that for 14 years. And it still lights her up like a Christmas tree. I mean, it's like she watches him turning into this kind of young man, and she's inspired by it. This is her life. She gave her life to that. She's not looking for anything in return. This is just what she's made a life. She's, You know, he's going to do whatever he's going to do. But
0: right.
1: It's for her, it's about this is what I put in my life to inspire myself. You and I'm gonna, so f- oh, go ahead. Well, she's going to keep it in her life until it stops doing that. Yeah. Go ahead.
0: Um, so to contrast your wife's calendar, uh, when we moved, we moved to Kansas in January, we're moving to Massachusetts next month. But when we got here, my son, James, who's 11 was failing math. And it was just because we moved from a new school. They did the other stuff, the other semester, and he was just backwards. He, he had a huge gap and was failing. And so I get called in to a teacher conference to be told this information and he has to go to math club three times a week, like at yeah. eight o'clock, you know? And so I put it on my calendar because I was so, I was just so like, this could not be happening right now kind of situation. I just, right. life was happening to me. What the hell? Like, it was just, right. it was a really bad place. And so I put yeah. it on the calendar as math tutoring, fuck my
1: life. Right. <laughs> I what a put context. The
0: calendar that way. And I... And it was kind of to be funny, but then after right. three days of it, I couldn't look at it anymore because I was like, right. that is just such a bad way to look at the situation. Right. And, and I mean, I so just to contrast creating a man versus FML. Right. Um, but yeah, you can't, you have to put... Things in motion day to day that you're excited about. And what I ended up turning that time, it was only a, you know, five minute drive to school, but it was five minutes I had with just him and not his sister. And we had the most interesting conversations three days a week in those five minutes. Right. Once I decided it wasn't, my life was over, you know, it was maybe in a brat,
1: but. Right. So then, so then that three nights a week could be like deepening a profound connection with my son. Yeah. And then suddenly it's got a whole other slant to it, yeah. right? And sometimes deepening a profound connection with them is like asking them about the best YouTube videos. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like whatever's on their mind, which is another problem, you know, like I think his parents, like I, I, want, I, I want them to know what's on my mind. And really the question should be what's going on in theirs, you know, like what, how are you doing and, you know what are you struggling with, or anything you're suffering with, or you know, like what's it like when you do this thing? I remember when I used to go to school. What's it like for you when you go to school and face it? Oh yeah, that sounds terrible. Yeah, I hated that too. You know, like an, an opportunity to connect. Which, um, yeah, you know, I'm under no illusions. You know, that's why I said that earlier. I don't, I don't pretend to my children that I've got all my shit together. I've just got enough together to pay the mortgage and keep you in shoes. <laughs>
0: Right. But at the same time, it's very important to not emotionally dump on them.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I think you got to be a little too headed about this. Okay. So, <laughs> and it's kind of, yeah, it's, uh, I know, look, kids are going to, kids are going to deal what you did. Well, which m- might be bad news, right. but it could be really bad news because what they're going to do is they're going to hang on to something that they shouldn't hang on to make it mean something and then live the life by whatever that is because that's what you did
0: yeah
1: right and that's what your parents did so basically as children what you're doing is cherry-picking your life to provide yourself with some certainty moving forward right like that's the truth that's the truth that's the truth good I'm ready right And and, in the new book, I actually talk about this, I actually talk about subconsciously you're driven to make the same mistakes over and over, then solve them. That's what you do. That's what your life's about, right? Your your self-sabotage is a deliberate attempt to keep you safely ensconced in the life you currently have, right? So that's why when you get close to something, right, like... Oh, this is going good. Uh, this is pretty awesome. And then you throw a hand grenade in it, right? What's
0: right. with Keep... that? I know. I know. <laughs> what is that? <clears throat>
1: I'm going to tell you. Tell um, me. Right. I'm <laughs> going to tell you. I'm going to tell you. I'm not going to give you the whole thing because you need to read the book. But the oh, but I'll the, read book, the book. Right. But the book is very much like like the first book. It's very much like the first book because it's it's a short sharp jolt to the senses. Right. Um. So anyway, in the new book, I talk about. You see, subconsciously, you're driven to create the same problems because you're you're designed to overcome those problems. So you so you'll keep coming up with them so that you can solve them, to come up with them and solve them, right? And and I'll, go, I'll actually I, in the book you actually get to discover the three problems that you're out to overcome, like the like the ones that you specifically are out. It's very revealing, mm-hmm. right? And in that process, if life is going in a certain way, and, and it's going well, and it's going that way, and if it keeps going in that way, it'll actually contradict with what you've subconsciously concluded. You'll sabotage it.
0: Right. If, it, if it's contrary to one of your deep, dark, evil core beliefs.
1: Right. Right, that
0: you've got to like unearth,
1: right? Right, and then, but in the book, I actually show you yours, you'll actually see yours. You'll actually be like, "Oh my gosh, that understand. is that is." But w- no, it's awesome, it's <laughs> brilliant. I'm telling, I'm telling, and I'll tell you, what's brilliant about it. Like you'll have so many ahas, like your life will make sense. Yeah. So one of, I'll, I'll, I'm going to give you one of mine, right? So one of the things that I uncovered about myself was that I have a very distinct view of life itself. Right, it's very. Distinct for me and it took a while to see it I couldn't quite see it I had to look in my life to see what I was doing almost like reverse engineering like this is how I live my life why am I living my life that way life must be a certain way for me what is the way that it is and so what I, what I started to see was that for me at a very profound level life is a struggle right mm-hmm. and it has to be one so if I start to get my life starts to like go in the direction of, you know, ease or just satisfaction or joy, I will screw that up. Like I, I I'll do whatever I need to do. I'm not actively not getting up in the morning going, well let me screw this up. But there'll be things that come up that will compel me to to burn it. Like it needs to get burned to the ground so that I can get back to the struggle again. Right. I can't And one of the things, you know, I've had like a lot of, I've had uh, four and a half decades of no success, right, and and about half a decade of growing success, right? So I had 40-something years of just struggle, 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 struggle. hard, hard work, work hard, work hard, work hard, work hard, you know, and then suddenly I I started to get a success and. Like, the bank account was no longer overdrawn. Like, there was money if I needed it. Um, all the bills are paid. And they're all paid automatically. And I can go on vacation if I want. I could buy that jacket if I wanted. I can take the day off or the week off. I could take two weeks off right now. I start, and if I wanted, I could just take two weeks off. And it was a complete... Like mind F Right I was like what the heck like I couldn't be with it It was like horrible like there was nothing to grind up against There's nothing I was lost And that this new life Was demanding that I be someone that I subconsciously Couldn't align with Mm. I couldn't align with this new life, I couldn't line up with it. Right? I would. My wife would be like, "Let's go to the beach and hang in it." I'd be like, "Well, why don't we take some plastic bags and clean it while we're there, or something?" You know, like I'm, <laughs> you know, anything. I can't. I needed. Oh. I needed to be in the struggle. Yeah. Um. And so, what the first place I noticed it, by the way, was I was coming up with all these like brilliant ideas for how we spend all the money I'd made. And I'd noticed that I was on this kind of one man mission to become poor again. <laughs> like, I, I really like it. And, and the things that I wanted to buy were compelling. It was like, oh, no, we really need that. Right? Uh, you definitely should get one of those, right? No matter how much money I costs. I was like, I was like strategizing ways to systematically empty the bank account. Wow. So that I could go back to the struggle. Like, that's when my. Every bit of my hard wiring could now engage with that certainty of life that life is a struggle. Um, and that's where I really got the idea for this book. I really got like because I really wanted to know like what 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 compels me to sabotage my life, what compels another to do it. And what it does is like the, the, the reason you're compelled to self sabotage is because it makes life predictable. You know that life and you survive that life. You make it in that life. And the other life, where that can't exist, where, for instance, the struggle can't exist, that's just like absolute chaos and uncertainty to me. I don't know anything about that. Life. I don't even know who to be there. Right. right? I don't know who to be. Who to? Right? Um, and we, and by the way, we sabotage in lots of different ways. Like you know that room in your house that you've been meaning to clean up, and eventually you do clean it up, and it's pristine. But you can't sustain it; like it'll just be, look like garbage again within a week. <laughs> because to keep it in that condition would require you to be someone that you're just not comfortable with being.
0: Mm, that's really so, interesting. That's about cleaning my kitchen.
1: Right, right. It's like you, you, um, you get to be overwhelmed.
0: Right. And it's just gonna get dirty anyway and if it's perfect then i'm trying to live up to what my mom always wanted like my mom's kitchen was always perfect right so anytime i clean the kitchen i'm like oh it looks like my childhood kitchen well i can't sustain that right (laughs) so so just crack like let it get dirty
1: right right (laughs) right it's i could give you like so many insights with that but i won't but anyway so um oh i'm working on those 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 were 30 30 good ones um (laughs) But, but but you see, that's an example of like, that's a situation that's demanding of you to be somebody else, but somehow you can't see me get yourself there. Yeah. Right, you can't see, you can do it for a little bit, produce the result, and then you'll trash it.
0: And I and think we you- talked about it last time you were on, about yeah. um, food and body weight and lying to myself in my food journal. and right. that whole You know, because I've always been, quote unquote, overweight, even though I'm mm-hmm. not really that much anymore. But I don't, I have a hard time getting you know, when I start seeing success in that area, I'll blow yeah. it because I've always been this way.
1: Right. So and this is really good because what it's getting you to is like this: you're like the almost woman.
0: <laughs> I like that. I'm gonna get right. a t-shirt made with that. Right. That Sounds right.
1: So you're like the almost woman, and and when you're the almost woman, you get to say something. You get to say something to yourself, either about yourself or about life or something like that. But. But it's a it's a predictable and consistent thing you get to say. Right? Like like I noticed with life as a struggle, what I got to say was, yeah, see, it'll never happen for me. Right. And I was I was able to get to say that. Like and I could say it like it's it's just it never happened for me. I was talented, but it never happened. Right? And I could get to live that life and that struggle. Um and so now I'm in this whole other world of, like, exploring and, and noticing my propensity and the pull for me to take my life in a certain direction, but my ability to intervene with that now has gotten so much stronger. Like, I'm, my experience of myself, I mean, I'm not kidding, like, it's radical. Like, I experience myself as expanding. Like, I experience myself as becoming a greater sense of self. We have an ability to operate in, in areas of my life that I would once have steered clear of, because if I'd sorted that area of my life out, I could no longer continue perpetuating the myth of who I'd become. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, but how do you reconcile like the whole idea of the dream? You're living with a purpose and you're just going forward, but I mean, obviously, all these years of hard, hard work you had. I mean, maybe dreams—not the right word—but you had goals, right? Yeah,
1: I used to do goals. I used to do dreams. Um, I did all that shit. I don't do I just do shit now,
0: mm-hmm.
1: right? And I really mean that. Like, I just—it's on like Donkey Kong. Like, if I'm doing something, we're just doing it. And, and there's no, well, we tried. I don't do that anymore. And I, and, I, and that's not arrogant. I don't want people. It's just not part of my vocabulary. Sure. I'm just not. I'm just not doing that. Like, I don't get in my car. To drive the kids to soccer and say, well, the goal is to get them to soccer. (laughs) Right? We're just going. We might have traffic. We could be in an accident. There could be lots. They're still going. We're just going to soccer. And we're going to deal with everything that comes up between here and soccer. Right? And, you know, we're going to the beach for the day. Or we're, you know, it's test time at school. Or whatever the thing is. There's no, like, oh, well. You know, the goal is to get the kids breakfast right <laughs> no they're getting breakfast right <laughs> and i have that same matter of factness about my career it's like i'm just writing another book what's it about i don't know yet. I haven't started writing it yet but i'm doing another one right right or this thing or that thing or you know like i've, I've got lots of big projects coming up this year that are, are just awesome um that are really in fact when this show airs um i'm a, so if you're listening to this show today I'm on the Today Show today. <laughs> oh, <laughs> right?
0: good. Well, maybe I'll yeah, release I'll, it the day before so they can remember right. to record it. We'll I'll do it May 6th. <laughs> i
1: I'm, I'm up there in New York, so I'm going to be. Yeah. But but that's the kind of stuff like that. I set myself like, all right, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do this, and then I just, I, I you know, and and I'm not saying this like, um, I am not a big shot. You know, I'm like a blue collar man with a you know a curious mind. Um, but I'm I, you know I, I'm not like. I'm not somebody who just, like, snap your fingers and get it done. I have to find out all the ways that you can do things and, you know, how how, how is that possible and who do I need to talk to? And But I, but I do set myself, um, like, an unrealistic life. And I don't, this is why I don't have dreams. I don't have dreams. I, I, I come up with things that, you know, like you might dream something up, right? But I immediately bring it into my life and make my life about it. Right. It's not a goal for me. I'm doing it. I'm in it. It's like when you're writing a book, you're writing it. You're in it. You're actually in this moment being an author. It's not like oh, one of these days I hope to be an author. When you're writing it, you're already you've already got that dream in. You're you're at work, right? Mm-hmm. You're 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 in it. You're up to your elbows in it. Um, and if you're not. Then you should just let go of it because it's just BS. You're not really doing it. It's just something to sedate you from the mon- the kind of mundane life you currently have. Um, I, I would only invite something like that into my life because I'm serious about doing it. I don't, I don't, I don't want anything that anesthetizes me to the BS I'm in. I want to face that. I want to take that on. I want to handle that. And I'm going to keep bringing things into my life that are more in line with the life that I'm after. And I'm constantly doing that. There's constantly things coming in, like extending myself and bringing things in that can be challenging or too much or whatever. I bring those things in because of the privilege that it is to use my life on that thing, not so that someday this all turns out for me. I mean, that someday... You know, well, that'll be the day I die. I don't really care about someday. I'm really interested in this one. And right. what what can I make this one about? And look, sometimes that's a confronting question for people to ask themselves is to stop right now. and, Whatever you are, if you're listening to this in your car or you're sitting on the couch or lying in your bed, staring at the ceiling and get present to your life right now. This is what you've made your life about. The one you're in. And I would say scrap all those dreams and pick something and make and start including it in your life right now. So if that means, you know, I want to move to Albuquerque or I want to, you know, I want to get married or I want to have children, I want to start a business. You got to make your life a better. And if it includes like some, sometimes it's painful things like I'm getting a divorce then. That's right. But you're either going to take the step into that, whatever that thing is or you're going to perpetuate the life you've got. And that's what people are doing right now. They're perpetuating the life of God. And that will continue until you start to introduce the life you're after and get to work on that now. And you'll notice the quality of now rises.
0: Yes. One of the worst words that I think should be eliminated from our vocabulary is the word hope.
1: Right. Yeah, I'm I hate not a say, I hope something. Yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't do hope. I don't do try. It's, and again, it's not arrogance. It's just they're right. completely useless. They don't provide anything. People are like, oh no, hope provides something. No, it doesn't provide anything. Like you know, again, you know, if you're driving your kids to school hoping you'll get them there, it doesn't really fill the passengers with confidence. <laughs> Right? right, like imagine, right, imagine you get on the plane, right, you're sitting there, this is your pilot, we're going to be taking off in about six minutes, I hope to get you to L.A. What do you mean, you hope to get us to L.A.? Are you taking us or not, right? Like, that's, <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. Get Those, me off
0: this plane! I
1: know, like, it's like the guys, you know, people say, well, you know, I did most of it. Imagine him going, I did most of the checklist, and <laughs> we're going to be leaving. <laughs>
0: Right, but we live our lives using those shitty words,
1: hope and try. And- right, because we don't want to hold ourselves to the kind of certainty of the alternative. But that is the trick. The trick is to hold yourself to the certainty of the alternative. That's why people don't make promises. Like, you know, I'm going to save up $5,000 this year, and that's my promise. Because now you've got to do something about it. So So they say shit like, well, I hope to save up some money. <laughs> that means if they right. if they managed to get eighteen bucks in the bank, it was a win. Right. Right. It's nonsense. The vague
0: yeah. ask. The vague ask.
1: Right. So yeah. I don't I, I think you got and, and and this is a lot to do with my approach, I guess. You know, I'll I'll I I cut out the BS with people because that's what they need to do. Right. I don't I, I love people. I have a, I have a huge compassion for people and what they've had to deal with. And me talking about that will not get you what you want. It won't. I can have room for you. I can include where you're at when I'm talking to you. But I am not going to dwell on that. We're not. We're, we're going to give that like a very short attention span. I get it. You're hurting. You're in pain. It's been a struggle. Whatever the thing might be. I get all that. What we're going to focus on is now what? And that really needs to be like where people are coming from. It's like they look at your life and say, I look at all the stuff that's going on around me. Now what? Right? And what people invariably say is the next thing that comes out their mouth is why they can't. Well, you know, well, if I was just if I wasn't dealing with I did this, I would do it. And I can't get all that aside. Okay. All of that there, all to your left hand. Look to your right hand and say, given all of see on the left hand, what am I going to do right now? What am I about to do? And I'm either perpetuating what's on that left hand, or I'm bringing in something new.
0: I love it, Gary. You're so awesome. And your book, uh, Stop Doing That Shit, is available either today or tomorrow, (laughs) depending on when I put this podcast up. But May 7th is pub day, and I'm looking so forward to it.
1: Me too. It's going to be great.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you so much. This was great. And um, yeah, if you ever need anything, you you know where to find me, Gary. I appreciate Uh, it.
1: All right, Meredith. Thanks for having me.
0: All right. Take care. You too. Bye. Bye. Thank you for joining me on this episode of The Same 24 Hours. Remember to rate, review, and share this podcast. It really matters. I appreciate it. See you next time.